Hello. What is this? What is this? What's going on? All these graphics. What is going on? I know that's what's going on. It's game day. Oh yes, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Very, very long, very, very long time. It is Cleveland Browns football kickoff season. It begins. All these graphics. What is Okay, so on? we are streaming. That's fantastic. I had to double check that. Turn the volume off here. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns season kicks off. You know, we got a new quarterback, but it's not a new quarterback. It's Deshaun Watson, but it's not the same Deshaun Watson. See, what we have is hopefully the three-time Pro Bowl quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Not this guy that hadn't played football in a year and a half and <clears throat> was accused of lots of things by lots of people. And it was all fake. Or it was all true. Or there's something in between. You know, I feel like a lot of this was consensual. There was a lot of piling on. But I also feel like uh, boundaries were crossed many times, um, having studied the case. So, anyway, that being said, we've turned the, the corner, we've turned the page, if you will. And this is the second chance, maybe the last chance for Deshaun Watson. But he is a talented quarterback. However, he didn't play like a talented quarterback last year. Um. So we're trying to figure out what type of player we're going to get this year. The question is, will Kevin Stefanski get the most out of him? Kevin Stefanski is very highly regarded in coaching circles, even a coach of the year, if I recall correctly. But I don't know how this is going to turn out. By the way, none of my graphics are working. They're all super slow, and then when I'm looking on YouTube, it's not showing the right graphics here. Anyway, Kevin Stefanski, this is the make-or-break season for Coach Stefanski. Hands down, no doubt about it. Uh, he has... <laughs> Are you familiar with Jay Leno? Open up his garage. He's, uh, by the way, type your comments in because I can see your comments and I, ask me questions about the Brown season, anything else in the sports world you want to react to. Let me get your comments. See, my captions aren't here. Let me click on chat. Okay. But yeah, Coach Stefanski, he, he, he's Jay Leno. If you open up Leno's garage, he's got like one of everything. His car collection is, I, I can't say second to none. But it's 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 right up there with those Saudi princes that have nothing better to do with their trillions of dollars. They might as well buy stuff. Um, that's Coach Stefanski. That's Jay Leno. His garage is the Cleveland Browns roster. I have some very serious concerns about Andrew Barry as a general manager. Now, let's just get this out of the way. Of course, how many seasons have we been... Cavs fans, I guess, though, you know, Dan Gilbert doesn't really apply because he spent into the luxury tax every year LeBron was here. But the Indians, whatever you want to call them today, the Cleveland baseball team, the tribe, if you will. They have. How many years were we begging for the Cleveland Indians to just spend, get a free agent pitcher, 
We're one pitcher away. Can you get a strong bat? You know, let's say in 2016, we did go get Jay Bruce. We did go get a few people. That was right at the end of Francisco Lindor's run. But, I mean, if we had an owner that would have spent more, we could have won championships in Cleveland baseball. So far be it from me to say that my main concern is the potential salary cap hell snowball as the can gets kicked further down the road by general manager Andrew Barry. You know, let's just say Sashi Brown got a raw deal. He did a great job of emptying our cabinets of every single food item before it expired. Now, our cabinets were bare. We went one in 31 in two seasons. So, you know, I think it was unfair for for Sashi Brown to take the brunt of uh, of the criticism that he did because he did the job he was asked to do. To trade Brock Osweiler, to take on Brock Osweiler and his crappy conj. Let, let, let's trade. We will spend money to buy your second round pick. I believe that's the one that turned into Nick Chubb. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the plan then. And Hugh Jackson was not much of a coach, but to be slightly fair, you know, he was playing with a team that might have lost to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Probably not, but really, it was it was not a jam-packed roster. This Cleveland roster is jam-packed. This is Jay Leno in his garage, opening it up. He's got Bugattis, he's got Maseratis, he's got Ferraris, he's got BMWs, he's got steam-powered engines from the 1880s. This dude has everything. Kevin Stefanski has a bit of everything. Um, you know, maybe the biggest question mark is at kicker. Who do we have now? Dustin Hopkins? Is that the guy's name? Dustin Hopkins? Am I remembering that right? Sorry, I don't have any show notes in front of me because I'm amped for game day. Cheers, by the way. What are you sipping on? Minus caffeine. Rah! But maybe kicker is our, is our most dicey position at this point. Our offensive line is pretty solid. Um, I think our offensive line has been hyped up a little too much. Um, definitely during the Baker injury year, that line was injured that year. But they're coming in healthy, you know, as healthy as they're going to be. I still don't know about Jed Wills on the on the left side. I, I'm not entirely convinced. Um, but look, we have Deshaun Watson with a full offseason. He wasn't even allowed to participate in the OTAs and the practices. He had to kind of learn from home. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm still salty about the lack of preparation that we saw in Deshaun Watson last year. Oh, he couldn't practice with the team. Yeah, well, you're the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You have the highest guarantees in NFL history. How about the coaches pay somebody to understand the playbook and just work with you each day for eight hours a day? Was he playing video games? Because the dude came in, he looked fairly lost. He liked to run the ball, the plays breaking down before he even had a chance to develop. Okay, so th those were my critiques. Your critiques, Darren, by the way, talking about how they had a good draft this year. Dewad Jones in the fourth, maybe a Hall of Famer. Okay, pump the brakes there. He looks incredible. He's got the size. I, I really like Dewad Jones. I think when in doubt, draft a player from Ohio State. How many years have we avoided doing that? Denzel Ward's fantastic if he can just learn to tackle with his damn head up. The dude's always getting injured. But anyway, anyway, anyway. What the hell was I saying? I read the comment and I lost my train of thought. Um, well, I mean, I was talking about Coach Stefanski, of course, but the team is stacked. They didn't bring back our backup running back, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, look, that was a guy who had a troubled situation. You know, in, the, in that video, it was bad.
but in the video you like it was just kind of like a you, you could see I, I just watched it without sound without proper context but in that video with kareem hunt you saw him wind up and he was about to blast somebody and he paused and he stopped and he kind of gave like a half-ass sideways he he changed what he was he was going to punt the ball and he you could see him stop and he still kicked and it, it still landed it, it was not the landing that he was aiming at because he changed what he was aiming at but it was a bad look. It was a bad day. And, and he was punished. He was punished severely for that incident when he was in Kansas City. And he came to Cleveland. And for all I know, he was a fantastic teammate. He was a stand up dude. Uh, he, he was reliable. He did. He gave you what he had. Now, maybe injuries took a toll. He lost a step and they didn't bring him back. But look, they're going to lean on Nick Chubb this year for the first time in his career. He's always Nick Chubb has always been, um, well, you know, back to the Jay Leno analogies. It's it's the super nice car that you don't want to put too many miles on. And so that's, I think this year, that's not going to happen. I think they're going to run Chubb there. I picked Nick Chubb at number eight in my, my fantasy football league. He could be the, the RB one. He's got great hands, but they're going to run the ball. We'll, we'll probably, we might be a pass first team. That's what, you know, all, all anticipation. Um, well, that, that's what, at Many to most are anticipating out of this team that will be a pass first team, but that doesn't mean Nick Chubb isn't going to get a, a just tons of opportunities. And when he does, Nick Chubb is one of those guys that will give you home run play potential. I know I'm mixing sports metaphors here, but Nick Chubb has the potential to take every swing pass, every run for a touchdown. He can go 70 yards. He can go 85 yards. He can go 60 yards. He can go 42 yards. He's a big playmaker just waiting to happen. It, it's He's not as flashy as you know, some of the, the, the flashier running backs with, with all of the moves, but he, he, he doesn't need flash when he has the results and he's got the results. So, you know, Kevin Stefanski is on the hot seat. I felt last year that he blamed and, and Andrew Barry and the Browns organization, Stefanski, especially whether it was said or unsaid or implied, I felt like way too much was blamed on Baker Mayfield um, last season and the year before. Baker was injured. He wasn't what he what he was the year before when he was starting to get better. And we went on the playoffs and essentially retired Big Ben in his house and then had a chance to go to the AFC championship game. But they didn't call the helmet to helmet hit with Hollywood Higgins that Baker threw to him in Kansas City. We would have won that game if they score they score that a touchdown instead. Um, or if we get it the one yard line, and Nick Chubb bounces it in the next play. Um, so I felt like there was way too much blame placed on on our previous quarterback. And I, I've made it known my position on the matter. But where it relates to today's NFL, today's Cleveland Browns team, the point is they are out of excuses. You open up that garage. Yeah, like Jay Leno's going to have a push garage. But you get, you press the button and nine bays of cars open up. Here, meet Nimbus. He might come over and say hello. Oh, he took a backward path. That's my cat. There are no excuses for Kevin Stefanski. When Baker was injured... You kind of blamed like, oh, well, you didn't have a quarterback. The quarterback got hurt and you tried to play. And my point was that a real quarterback um, would try to play when hurt. Here's Nimbus. A real quarterback would try to play when hurt, of course. But if he becomes a hero if he succeeds. He's kind of a goat if he doesn't. Not the greatest of all time. I mean, like, you know, pin the tail on the goat. He's, he's, he's the clown. He's the reason. And so it was kind of low-key blamed on Baker's poor quarterback for performance. But if we had a better coach that would have benched him, I feel like we would have made the playoffs that year. Anyway, last year comes in. We go ahead and, and 
implode the franchise. We, we get this new quarterback, Deshaun Watson, but he couldn't even play the whole season. He was out for half the year, and when he came in, he looked rusty. But I think Jacoby Brissett's never looked better. So are we going to give Kevin Stefanski credit for that? Maybe. Um, a lot of people have said that Stefanski gets the best out of his my cat's knocked two things off of my desk so far. Thanks, Nimbus. Anyway. <sighs> Jacoby Brissett played pretty well. And, and I contend, once again, this is another gripe that I have with coaching. I understand that you got to bring your fancy new sports car out of the garage and play him. You had to play Deshaun Watson. But did you? Because I think Brissett, had you left Brissett in, we probably would have made the playoffs last year. Obviously, our hands were tied behind our back with bad special teams and bad defense. So that's essentially what we're going to be getting out of this season. Are we going to have an improved defense? Are we going to have improved special teams? That remains to be seen. It really does. Is Dewad Jones, he, he didn't, I don't have the, maybe I should pull this up. Dewad Jones is not scheduled to start, is he? He's not a starting offensive lineman, is he? See Browns. Oh yeah, depth chart. There we go. I guess we'll go to ESPN. Blech. I dislike ESPN and everything they stand for. Okay, Dewad Jones. Well, all right. Well, there you go. Dewad Jones is set to be the right tackle backup behind Jack Conklin, who has had some injury concerns. So yeah, Dewa Jones may be forced into action sooner than later. But as you know, on, on the defensive, on the offensive line, rather, uh, there's going to be a rotating cast of characters. People get dinged up, they get banged up, things get tweaked, things get hurt, and players can miss plays, series, quarters, games, seasons. Um, so we got Ethan Posich. Am I pronouncing that right? Posich? It's center with Nick Harris backing him up and Luke Whippler backing him up. But, you know, once again, a lot of these backups, they're utility infielders. So you will see them at different positions. Jedrick Wills Jr. at left tackle, then James Hudson III is the second stringer. Joel Batonio at left guard. Joel Batonio's been with us forever. Do you guys realize this? And Dawson Deaton is on the IR backing him up. Wyatt Teller at right guard. Wyatt Teller was a beast two years ago. Three years ago, he was, I think the Baker year, he was injured. The whole line was injured that year. But once again, everybody blamed Baker for 100% of those problems. I felt that was a little unfair, but I digress. Uh, so Wyatt Teller with Drew Forbes, who's out. Okay, so yeah, the line looks a little dinged up. But here, let me just run through what we have. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Let's, let's say what Darren was just saying in the comments section. Um, look. We drafted a kid, was he, in the fifth round? That beat out somebody who we traded a fifth-round pick for. So the guy that we sent, Josh Dobbs, over to, to um, the Cardinals, that guy's starting this week. But we drafted so well, we kept this kid. He, he played really well in the preseason. Um, and, and I think his game more closely matches that of Deshaun Watson. So if you learn a strategy, learn a, um, a system, a playbook, you know, you're going to kind of want similar types of people that are going to be able to execute in similar fashion. So Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR is a second stringer. Got Nick Chubb at running back, Jerome Ford backing him up. 
Jerome Ford's good, but I mean, we're going to be trusting a lot. We, we let a lot of our backup running backs who, who played really well in the, the absence of Nick Chubb, let him walk. So Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati is going to be our backup. And then Pierre Strong Jr. Pierre Strong Jr. is our third string. He is out of South Dakota State, a 2022 fourth-round pick out of New England. So now remember, Pierre Strong Jr., we got him uh, in a trade with the Patriots. So, you know, the Patriots do get rid of players like, oh, I can see him. Uh, he went and played with the Rams. What's that guy's name? Uh, Sony Michelle out of Georgia. He didn't have as much left in the tank, and he just retired. So let's hope we got a good third-string player there um because it's 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 just gonna be important oh my gosh they put anthony swartz on the ir instead of cutting him what what kind of roster am i looking at here i thought he was cut anyway at receiver amari cooper he, he played well last year he could play great this season as the number one marquise goodwin he's battled some health issues and he's back michael woods the second is out Elijah Moore, many people are saying Elijah Moore is going to be one of the biggest uh, fantasy football boom players of the season. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, and Cedric Tillman, the, the rookie, backing him up. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's he's been a, effective. He's been competent. Can he take the next step? He's got some size. He's got some speed. Can he be, um, you know, because... In theory, if we get Pro Bowl, three-time Pro Bowl or Deshaun Watson, we're going to have a lot of passing plays, and we're going to need everybody making these catches. David Bell backing him up. David Njoku, re-signed. I mean, he's got size. He's our tight end. Is he going to help us out? Is he going to get it done? I think with this quarterback, he will. I think this is going to be a big seat. I predict that, that – um, the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be in the MVP talks. And Lord, I'm hoping that he is because if he's not, we have made a grave mistake in evaluating the talent because we didn't get him at a discount because of all of his legal accusations. We paid a premium to get Deshaun Watson. He's got to perform at a premium level. I'm going to hold him to that, you know, 300 yards a game, three touchdowns, winning every game. I, I don't have any room for error with all of the talent that's on this roster. I just don't. Um, for all the people that are, are real big fans of this team and how it's been composed, well, it's put up or shut up time. And I'm just going to say I, my predictions on the season, that'll be my question of the day. What do you expect out of the Browns this season? Regular season record? Do you expect the playoffs? If so, where do you expect them to go in the playoffs? I've said this pretty much every year that I've run the unhappy hour, but I will say that I predict the Cleveland Browns to go 17-0, undefeated, and then win the Super Bowl. Why not? Somebody has to. Somebody has to. And for a snake Britain franchise like us, why couldn't the ball bounce our way a couple of times? You know, I, I saw a video. It was a couple of NBA players talking about how hard it is to, to win a closeout game in the NBA. Almost like it's entertainment and the referees make sure that they keep the series going a little bit longer than a sweep when they can. If you know what I mean? Like it's rigged, right? So... The way to avoid getting screwed by the refs is to win by three touchdowns. Get a lead, dominate the opponent, grind them into the mud, separate yourself. There's nothing you can just, just separate. 
just separate. Win by a large amount. You won't have to worry about the kicker if you're winning by three touchdowns. It'll never come down to a three-point play at the end of the game or end of regulation or an overtime. Just win. Just dominate. Is that too much to ask, domination? So on the defense, you got Miles Garrett, of course. Ogbo Okanonkwo is the backup defensive end. Dalvin Tomlinson was who we brought in to fix that defensive tackle position. Shelby Harris, Maurice Hurst, and Siaki Ika. Am I saying that right? Backup tackles. Jordan Elliott set to be the other starter. Now, wait a minute. Am I confusing? I think I confused Zadarius Smith with Dalvin Tomlinson. Tomlinson out of Alabama. 2017 round two pick. Where's his, uh, where's his stats? I'm going to have to click here. Of course I want his stats. That's why I clicked him. Okay, yeah. Minnesota for the last two years, and then the Giants the four years before that. Yeah, I, I don't know. N not, not super impressive stats, but that's who they picked, Dalvin Tomlinson. He's a big boy, 6'3", 325. That's going to take up some space in the middle there. And that's going to be good for someone like uh, Miles Garrett, for sure. Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle, 2020. Third-round pick out of Cleveland. Out of Missouri. So Jordan Elliott's getting his shot at defensive tackle. The ends are going to perform much better. If you get some competent defensive tackle play, it's a, it's it really is a position that the Browns have passed on um, for a lot of their for, for a lot of the time that I've been rooting for them in, in the new era, at least. Defensive tackle has kind of been an over an oversight, overthought. What am I trying to say? Oversight. It's been sorry, I meant overlooked. It's kind of just been an overlooked position. Yes, and of course, Zadarius Smith was in Minnesota last season. Um, Green Bay, the three seasons before that, and Baltimore for four seasons before that. So this guy, he has uh, quite a few seasons under his belt. He was out most of the 2021 season. Ten sacks in 2022 with the Vikings. Twelve and a half in 20 with the Packers. And 13 and a half in 19 with the Packers. So 13, 12, 0, and 10 over the last four years. Is he trending downward, or is he going to have a bounce back, stay around 10 sacks a game? Lord knows if we can get some production out of that other defensive end spot. Jadavian Clowney has a name. He has one of the coolest college defensive plays in all of history, taking the hat off of uh, the Michigan player in the backfield, but it hasn't really translated itself to the type of career that we were maybe hoping for another one of the overlooked positions on the Cleveland Browns has been linebacker Jeremiah Owosu Koromoro Koromora Joker J-O-K he's the weak backer and Anthony Walker Jr. is going to be the middle linebacker Sione Takitaki the strong linebacker WMS Tony Fields the second backing him up and then at middle you have Matthew Adams, Mohamed Diabate, and Jordan Kunasik is on the IR. So the middle linebacker position might be the question mark of the season for the Cleveland Browns, along with kicker. Well, 
Left cornerback, you got Denzel Ward. Hey, Denzel, he's fantastic player when he's healthy. Unfortunately, he 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 has had some issues. Backing him up is Martin Emerson Jr., though. Luckily, um, he's a third-round pick out of Mississippi State, drafted in 2022 by Cleveland. Emerson Jr. has been a good draft pick. He's played well when called upon, and he might need to be called upon. Cameron Mitchell backing him up. It's safety. You got Grant Delpit, DeAnthony Bell, and Ronnie Hickman. Hickman's been playing decent, and Delpit's been okay. Juan Thornhill is questionable. He's a little dinged up. Rodney McLeod backing him up. And then at right corner, Greg Newsom, backed up by Mike Ford and Khalif Hayalassie. Something like that. So Bajorquez, Bajorquez, Corey Bajorquez, punter and the holder. Um, there were some people that were saying he was the problem with Cade York. Cade York who came in. Cade York prevented Baker Mayfield from getting that revenge game last year in the opener um, against the Panthers. Baker led him on that last, not quite last minute drive, but late, late game, fourth quarter drive. He did enough to win that game. There were a couple of questionable penalties. And then it was a 60 yard or a 58 yard kick from the rookie to barely escape as time was expiring. Um, the Carolina Panthers. Cade York was, was the goat. He was knighted. There were t-shirts. We loved Cade York. He was drafted high. Where did we take him in the fifth round, sixth round, fourth round? We took him really high and we cut him. He just, he wasn't getting it done. So we went out and we got Dustin Hopkins off of uh, San Diego Char or the Los Angeles Chargers. So all eyes on Dustin Hopkins. Please just win by more than three every game so we don't have to let it come down to a kick. So we'll see if Bajorquez and his holding. You know, also, some of it is timing and blocking and spacing and distance. There's different tweaks that you can do as a special teams coach if, if, if you're not having success with your kicking game. I don't know. I'm not entirely certain. I'm not entirely certain. Um, that just changing the place kicker is going to fix this problem. So that might be the biggest issue in my book. Now, Jerome Ford is going to be uh, returning the kicks, and Donovan Peoples-Jones will be returning the punts. We're going to keep our eyes peeled on that. Now, today's game is going to be against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a massive opportunity for the team to start off strong um, and to make sure – that you measure yourself against the best. The Bengals have been the cream of the crop in the AFC North. Uh, past couple of years, Joe Burrow just signed the biggest contract extension in league history. You know, but it's it's weird because I think Deshaun Watson still has the most guaranteed money. And let's be honest, in the NFL, that's all that counts is guaranteed money. Because you can get cut. And if you can get cut, then it's not a contract. It's a potential hopeful perhaps. It's almost like getting married, right? It's a contract, but it's not. It's easy to walk away, and it's easy to take a bunch of money with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think um, Watson has the most guaranteed money. Patrick Mahomes has the most total money. I think he has about $500 million, half a billion. But it's not all guaranteed. But I think per year, Joe Burrow has a high, the highest per year. So, anyway, there's still like three different metrics. There's probably more than three different metrics to grade. Um, either way, Burrow has won a national championship and he's had his team in the Super Bowl. Um, 
they, they have built around that team. They've even sold the naming rights to their stadium to help make that payment. So it, it's, it's going to be huge. The Cleveland Browns have traditionally played the Cincinnati Bengals really well as of late in the past few seasons. I don't think Baker Mayfield lost to him once. Jeez, last year it was terrible. We hadn't lost to the, the, the Bengals in years. We did last year without Baker. Um, but anyway, that being said, this is a good litmus test. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's our in-state rival. Let's take it to them today. Um, we have uh, the Cleveland sports fan base, the franchise, the fans have been begging for some sort of strong start to the season for a long time. I can't tell you how many of the home openers I've gone to. I lived on the West Coast for 15 years, and I would not always, but I would try to make as many of the home openers as possible. I would try to fly back once a year and just see family and friends and just, just make sure that I get to go to the home opener. There's something special about the rebirth of a season. I love that. This is like Christmas. This is a fantastic day. I hope springs eternal with me right now. Um, I predict the Cleveland Browns are going to win. Um, and, and we owe it to the fan base to turn this thing around already. If this team really is any good, and by the way, it, it, I, I think I think the coaching of the special teams and the defense has been a big problem in the past. Um, the addition by subtraction of Joe Woods is going to be so helpful. We're going to be so much more aggressive this year. We have the talent because aggressive plays make aggressive gains, aggressive takeaways. I don't like the term turnover because that means they screwed up and we ended up with it. I like the term takeaway because we caused it. It's the beginning of the departed. It's a black screen the movie with Jack Nicholson. He says, I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. That's what a defense that imposes their will accomplishes. I want this game to be a product of our defense. We want to go out there and hit you in the teeth. We want to tackle you. We want to tackle you hard. We want to play clean, but we want to dominate. We want to be quicker. We want to be smarter. We want to be more clever. We want to be better coached in preparation of understanding what we're going to see in the game See it, execute it, destroy it. And if you're just a, a couple of milliseconds quicker, you can get your hands up, which can cause deflections or a change in trajectory to quickly turn into a fumble or an interception. And that's how, that's how you greatly impact games. The defenses I played on back in the day in high school with two undefeated teams, that's what we did. That's what we did. We were good. We were well coached. We had a motor and we were talented. And we dominated. We lost. We were undefeated two seasons in a row. Lost to the state championship winning St. Ignatius uh, Wildcats junior year. And then went to the second round of the playoffs. Beat Maslin and lost to McKinley. Who then the next year McKinley won the national champ or the state championship. So we only lost to the best. And I, I, I've been dying to see that type of energy and aggression and focus and Success out of the defense for a long time. Bill Belichick had some good defenses. Marty Schottenheimer had some good defenses. By the way, Clay Matthews needs to be in the Hall of Fame already, but you already know that. So I predict the Browns are going to win. I expect them to kind of take it to them. 
I, I, I am hoping this is going to turn around the Browns franchise, jump out to the front of the pack in the AFC North and never look back. I think the Browns could score four touchdowns. I think we could get a couple field goals. So let's say we're going to win 34 to 20. Bengals are good. Maybe a Jamar Chase touchdown or two. Maybe Joe Mixon. Maybe a field goal. But the crowd in Cleveland is going to be so hyped today. I know we always have been, but there's something different this year. We have the alleged quarterback that we've always been waiting for. The quarterback of our dreams. Hmm. Sweet dreams, if you will. Happy endings. But we have a quarterback that's supposed to be top three in the league. You got Mahomes, you got Burrow, you got Deshaun Watson. That's it. Oh, Brian, he was never ranked in the top three. Wasn't he, though? Wasn't he? Okay, fine. Top four? Top five. He's got to be top five. We paid him like top one. So we have a top four quarterback, top three quarterback, top five quarterback. And he finally has his full offseason to get things organized. So dominate. Let's get it to Cooper. Let's get it. Let's make it happen. Let's get her done. So anyway, I'm super excited for the season. That's my prediction. What do you expect out of the Cleveland Browns today? Win or loss? What's the score you predict? Who do you expect to win our division? Who do you expect to represent the AFC? Who do you expect to win the Super Bowl against two? These are the questions of the day. So if you're still listening, thank you so much. Follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the unhappy hour. I believe that's what it is. On Twitter, we are at America uh, at the unhappy hour underscore at the unhappy hour underscore. That is, of course, on X. So I'm going to sign out now. I appreciate you. I love you. Go Browns. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Peace.